Welcome back to the Expand Your Awareness podcast. I am back at it again with another podcast for you guys. I'm here with my good friend, Victor Odo. What's up, dudes? So uh, we're back at it again. The first episode was with Victor Odo, and we decided that here we are again, back for another episode. So where are we right now, Victor? We are in Sedona, Arizona, officially. we We are in our very favorite place in Sedona, which just so happens to be Bell Rock. So how many times have we been here now? Twice? Like two. We've been to Sedona together twice. Bell Rock, this was we like went the third to, time. They, Bell, Rock. Bell Rock is our like favorite place to go to. We always go to Bell Rock. Uh, we went to Devil's Bridge last time, right? Devil's Bridge yeah. is really cool. Um, there's a, It's a little bit more of an intense climb. It takes like, it's probably like, what, a, was it a two-hour climb? I forget yeah, about that. We I tried it. We did this thing where he w- we were driving his truck, and he has like this truck that like can go four wheeling and stuff. So we tried to get as close as we could to the Devil's Bridge, which is like you have to hike in a mile and a half before you even get to the trail. But certain four by fours can get in. So we took his truck and we went four by four, like, and it was kind of it was kind of it was so rocky that it was getting kind of scary. So eventually we kind of wussed out and we just parked to the side. Parked and we parked at some p- random place. Random yeah. place. We don't even know if we we're allowed to park there. And then we walked all the way in. And that was a really cool hike. A um, little bit different energy. I'd say the v- energy in Bell Rock is is different. I don't know. I like it, though. I always come back to Bell Rock. Yeah, you know, I think it's got the combination of it's, like, easy to get to. It mm-hmm. has a very, like, compatible energy, if you would say it like that. Yep. Um, and the views are, like, as spectacular as yeah, I've Yeah, maybe seen. we'll put some B-roll in here. For sure. We'll like have this, to, man. Like, yeah. this view right here is just incredible. Yeah. Um, we'll show it. We'll show you guys what we see. We'll take some B-roll at the end. And we'll put it in there for you. So, yeah, so we're in – oh, look at that bird. So, yeah, we're nice. here right now. Um, we came here for two or three days. We're just getting some work done. And we decided what we do is film a podcast. We just spent about an hour, maybe an hour looking for this spot. We found the perfect spot with, like, no wind. It's windy yeah. everywhere else you go. And it's, like, the perfect lighting and everything. We feel like this was actually made for us. Like, this spot was made. Yeah, we almost gave up. We went, like, up the mountain, like, multiple times. And we're yep. like, nope. That's not it, because there's different ways to go up, and you start going up, and you're like, wait, then there's a certain spot where you can't get up any further, and you got to go around. So if let's talk right now about what are some of your favorite places on Earth to go to because of their energy or their vibration. Now, for me, I guess we'll both agree, Sedona is like the top, top place to go. Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, I would I would imagine people will have... A di- you know, it, it'll depend on the person. For me, I'm always, I always like the water. I've always yeah. been drawn to the ocean. So I, I lived in Florida for a, a few times, a couple times. Um, I, I moved to San Diego. I love, mm-hmm. I love water-based sort of. So um, the energy just, you just feel better when you're around water in general. Yeah, I feel like it's, a, it's, a, it helps me stay uh, clear and healthy and, and grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like this energy, I think is good, but I almost feel like it could burn one out. It's like very kind of expansive like and intense and electric. Very electric. Yeah. Um, and it would, yeah. So yeah, man, I like that. You know, I haven't been, I haven't been like into Europe or anything. I've been Neither to Costa Rica. I. You know, yeah, that's we a beautiful went to Costa energy. Costa Rica. We went to a place called Rhythmia. And um, we had a real cool experience there, and the energy there was also really good. Like, yeah, it was, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was like Costa Rica is an awesome place to go if you guys haven't gone already. I've been to, um, you been to Cozumel, Mexico. I've been to Cozumel for a cruise. Yeah, it's but really, I, me I and Patty stayed there for a whole week, and it was just very. Everybody was so friendly. It was mm-hmm. very, you know, everyone's got their kind of mixed opinions about Mexico, but. Um, you go to the right place. It was uh, it was beautiful. We felt like very uplifted, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of where else. Um, I want to go to Mount Shasta. That's something. Yeah. Colorado, I like the mountains, we man. Colorado's cool. I've been to Colorado. High vibrational places, though. I mean, as funny as that sounds, Sedona, I'd say, is right up there as one of the most. I remember people were telling me for the longest time, they're like, oh, you should go and check out Sedona. You'd really like it because I was always into, like, the spiritual information and stuff. Sure. And, and they kept saying that, and eventually I was like, no, I don't really like deserts. Uh, I don't know. Did we talk about this last time? I don't think so. But no, yeah, I always I like know, deserts yeah. and stuff. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I don't like it because I don't like deserts because I was born and raised in Las Vegas. But they kept telling, I kept hearing it, so I kind of took it as a sign. And I finally came here. And the, when I started driving into the city from Flagstaff, like the way I drive from Vegas, mm-hmm. started driving in. I was like, oh, it was just like amazing. Yeah. And then it, like it just kept me every two or three months. We come back. We we're just talking about it. We're gonna start coming back every six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks is the goal. <laughs> yeah, because it's not that hard to cut. It's like three hours away, three and a half, four hours away. Right. You know, Real so smooth sp- drive. Speaking of um, what I thought we would talk about a little bit is uh, something I've talked about on the channel before and once or twice, right? Yeah. No, what the the vibration? Raise vibration. Yeah. Yes. Raising our vibration and how that really can transcend your level of consciousness and i thought what we would do today is talk about some of the things that have raised our vibration mm-hmm. the highest and help us see things from a higher point of view and kind of show you w- what life is like when you start to really follow that thread <clears throat> of following your excitement understanding vibration in the form of loving what you do uh so do you have any stories that maybe uh, when you, your awakening happened kind of sporadically, you know, when you were looking yeah. at Kundalini, right? Mm-hmm. And your vibration, I'm sure, raised as well when you were talking about that. Uh, you were saying that it changed yeah. your perception and stuff. You know what I, I feel, man? I feel like if you do what you just said, follow your joy, meaning, you know, take action in the direction of what really excites you, which sometimes does take mm-hmm. some time to figure out if it's true excitement, but just doing that generally, I feel like, is like the fastest way to raise your vibration. And some some circumstances are more like stereotypically reflective of that. Like, mm-hmm. ah, a, a new thing I'm going for, a new job, I feel better, I'm healthier. Sometimes you follow that thread of excitement and it leads you into a lesson. And the lesson's right. like, it's like a, you know, it can seem like you're backsliding, but in, in following that thread, you basically always are attracting exactly what you need to raise your vibration, which is just mm-hmm. another way to say like, become more of yourself. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would say I have many stories. Um, is there any sort of, I would say, aspect of the, the vibrational raising journey that you would want me mm-hmm. to, like, I, I you know, focus on? I don't know. Like, I, I felt like when I went through my spiritual awakening, kind of, like, I started meditating mm-hmm. and I, I was uh, focused on observing my thoughts and I started to realize how my beliefs were creating my reality. But there was, like, some shift that was made and it just made me feel different. And it was just a feeling that I had. And from that moment going forward, it's just like my life never felt really the same again. It was like, I, I kind of explain this in my videos sometimes, like my vibrational set point out of a one out of 10 was at maybe a three or a four. And then I started meditating, having these realizations and my set point went to like a seven. Mm-hmm. And I thought I felt really, I felt really high all the time and I didn't know why. And I, uh, I thought the feeling was going to go away. Like I thought it was like, oh, this is too good to be true. It's going to go away. It never went away. It just became my natural set point. And that was shortly after I learned meditation. So that was like for me, I guess what I was letting go of, though, was I was letting go of uh, of thoughts that didn't serve me, beliefs that I had that I thought made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And I let go of those and I realized and I saw them for what they were. There's something that I could change. So I think letting go is what I found to be the most powerful thing for raising your vibration. And is there anything maybe you've let go of before? Maybe <clears throat> it was people that were bringing you down or maybe it was... Um, yeah, I, I agree. For one, a lot of people 
they they approach it like how do I raise my vibration? What should I eat? What like should a new I do? What supplement? It's more like mm-hmm. the the most efficient. I think the most I'd say the biggest vibrational jumps I've taken is in letting go of something really heavy, weighing it down. And mm-hmm. it's been all of the above. I've let go of many relationships. I've let go of jobs, circumstances, states I lived in. Um, and it's like those, the big things that are scary to let go of oftentimes are what will catapult you upward. And I would find that when it's time to move forward with your vibration, um, it's almost like, uh, inevitable, like, like life cannot expand at a point beyond your vibration. And sometimes to, to go to the next level, you got to let go of something kind of big, but oftentimes it's like, it's, it's appropriate at the time. Um, and it ends up once you can kind of take that leap, it's always like, oh my god, I'm so glad I, I did this. It, right. it feels so amazing. It all makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've done that um, with with a lot of things. In the beginning, it was like friends. I started to kind of as weird as it sounds, like perceive the the I don't know. I guess a, a soft way to say it would be I would start to see my friends in a different light. You know, mm-hmm. both like energetically our compatibility. And also, literally, they started to see, like, I could just, I had a sense that they were fading. They were meant to fade out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's guilt. They're, they're, my, they're my boys, you know, from high right. school. This, yeah. this is not cool. Boys for life, you know. Um, but almost when it comes time for that, I felt like they were kind of feeling it, too. Like, it was just natural to kind of go down the opposite mm-hmm. uh, sides of the fork in the road. Yeah. Um, it's kind of so like just vibrationally vibrationally just things yeah. resonate at, its, at a little bit different level. Yeah, and know? I think it's it's the person. Like when you start to change your vibration, you start to see things differently right. and, and certain things are compatible and certain things are not. And that's kind of how we met. We started, we started uh, I mean, I was doing, I started doing what I loved more and more. I started uh, seeing the potential of me going full-time on YouTube and then mm-hmm. I reached out to you and then we, we were bouncing ideas back and forth and you right. lived in somewhere else. But it was like almost like because I was we were resonating more similarly because we were both creating content on YouTube, it's almost like sometimes by letting go then you end up meeting people right. that actually resonate, you know, even even more so with like the exact light. Like we have a very similar life purpose. Uh Kind of yes. awakening. That's the blessing. That's mm-hmm. like that's what that's what I've learned that I think might need. I'll I'll make a point to note because, um, you know, sometimes like you said, letting go of your friends not only is what all the issues I mentioned, but sometimes it's like I don't want to be alone. I won't have anybody. Right. And there's no other friends in sight. It's not as is like like cozy. Like okay, well I have this person on the line here. I'll let go of this because I have this. It's not. So like what that. advice would you give someone? I mean, there's a lot of people that are going through spiritual awakening right now. There's a lot of people that are becoming more aware of who they are, and they may find that some of the old paradigms or the old habits they had just doesn't resonate as much anymore. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone that was maybe a little bit more afraid to move into the direction of letting go of uh, either thoughts that don't serve people that are just kind of bringing them down, maybe negative people that are like telling them they can't go c- accomplish their dreams and stuff? Right, right. What, what kind of advice would you give to I someone I would say like give it a try. Trust your intuition mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yeah. What you'll find is that you'll do so. And again, a lot of times trusting your intuition requires a bit of some blind faith. As I mentioned, I let go yeah. of a lot of friends on blind faith. Mm-hmm. I was lonely for a period. And then now I have like you, someone who's like a, a perfect, like I didn't really oh, expect I'd meet a friend <laughs> like That's you. That's so cute. <laughs> and we're so in love. No, no, like. Uh, BFF forever. Yeah. But no, like you just like other yeah, yeah, people. You I know agree. what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. Like, uh. 
So uh, my advice is to, tr- is to trust your intuition. A lot of people, they want to, how, how do I have courage? How do I have strength? Well, give it a try and your your, you your intuition will prove itself to yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. And then you'll have your own trust and your own faith and you'll, you'll, you'll sort of be... Sometimes you do. You have to kind of put the trust... Sometimes I say this and people are like, well, you don't have to have the lesson or whatever, but I, I do believe that the more you believe in your dream or your vision, the more the universe will reflect that back to you. So if when you start to like, okay, I'm going to step into this unknown area of like going to places I haven't gone to like meet people that resonate or something like that, you know, do something you haven't done before, mm-hmm. you have to kind of take the first step for then the universe to see that you're in that direction. Yes. And then you start to get the reflections, you know? So sometimes it is about that just kind of moving forward uh, regardless of the circumstance. And I found that that to be very powerful as well. It is, and I think it's something a lot of people are trying to avoid, that, that first yeah. scary step. There's, there's got to be a technique or something that can get me through that. But if, you know, just it's been my experience, and it's been pretty much all of the books I've read, which mm-hmm. are many about people who have, you know, transcended their, their old self and became just like who they wanted to be, whether that be successful or a good writer or whatever. Right. And they all sort of, talk about their journey and it's like that they say you gotta like yeah you gotta take you gotta believe in you yourself you gotta be yeah you gotta believe in yourself you gotta go for it and yeah. then like I'm reading this book right now called Do the Work ironically yeah, and it talks about, about like he uses a metaphor but he says like the angels will come to your assistance and appreciate your boldness but otherwise they're kind of on the sideline waiting for you to get yeah. off your ass basically I've heard this before with the, da- the it's called the dabbler mentality yeah you know you dabble in something you don't get much results but when you do something fully that's when you're committed to it you know yes so speaking of this I figure we might go in this direction because this is something we're both going to eventually be dipping into I would say the biggest change that I've ever made in my life besides my spiritual awakening which wasn't something I consciously necessarily did I kind of stumbled across it like I'm sure you did as well you weren't expecting the be like no, it's a bit of a surprise <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i'd say my biggest game changer in my life has been uh doing what i love full-time it's yes. having a full-time job i used to work at barney's new york i worked with women's shoes shout out to everyone if you guys watch my podcast um <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't think any of them do but i just wanted to say that um but uh yeah i used to work a sales commission job i worked got paid commission i worked there for years i knew i wanted to be on youtube i knew i wanted to be sharing this kind of information and uh, eventually, you know, I started doing YouTube and then I eventually realized, hey, if I go daily, I think that'll change my life. And then things started to grow. And then a couple months later, like literally three or four months later in August of 2017, I was making enough from YouTube. Plus, I was figuring out the business models of how to how to the power of online and being able to do what I want. And I was able to go full time yeah. in August of last year. And since then, I've been working for myself. And I would say that one of the biggest changes in my life has been just simply my own freedom of being able to do what I love. And I say this because I know a lot of you guys might, some of you may be like, oh, I I work, um," and I'm not saying corporate jobs are bad. I'm not saying that if you have a nine to five job that that's bad at all. All I'm trying to say (sighs) is that I went to, I had a conference recently, not a conference, but I gave a talk at uh, Bull Meditation in LA. And when I gave that talk, I had everyone raise their hand in the crowd and said, how many of you guys want to be doing, creating content online and making a living doing it or some form of online business? And literally over like 50 to 70% of people raised their hand. And it was just astounding to me. Now, it made me realize that there's so many people that want to work for themselves. And I think that maybe if you're watching this, maybe there's a chance synchronistically you're watching this right now. And what I thought we could do is just share a little bit about how we developed a mindset and how much potential there really is online to be doing what you love full time and how that made a big change in my life. Maybe it made a big change. I, mean, I know it made a big change in your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think like a lot of uh, 
a, a, poor, a, a good chunk of my journey was about letting go of enough stuff to allow me to kind of like to get into that that like jump into the river of like me doing my passion full time that because mm-hmm. that's when you have all that freedom and you're and, and like um it's like a great acceleration once you oh, sort of sure. like almost like a, a a balloon ready to lift off and you cut the ties and eventually boom you pop up boom, but it's like not that. the end then you got this whole journey yeah. um but as far as going. Like the, your question is like developing the mindset for not to be an yeah, entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure you've worked for yourself for a while. You, you I have, have, yeah. A ballet job, right? Or yeah, that was my one of my last actual jobs. Um, but I, I was you. a personal trainer for a while. Even when I had a job, it was pretty much me and my clients, and yeah. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what? I'm just sorry. What's your question exactly? Like so about I'm the just mindset? Saying, I'm just saying, like encouraging. What I wanted to do is kind of encourage people okay. to know that there's just so much potential out there. Uh, to do what you love full time and when you start to commit we were talking about commitment earlier and committing to something and I know many of you may want to be doing what you love full time and you may not know what that is I'd say first off set the intention to do that Mm -hmm. I'd say that you set the intention you start to get more of a reflection of what that is but more so than that just believe and understand the power of the internet like the power of being connected to billions of people and and how when you provide a service or you start to think about it in the form of how can you add value to other people in whatever you right. do that you start to give you start to open up avenues to where you can connect to other people and that can be something that grows for you so for sure i could you ask it in a different way please no i'm just kidding i got i got <laughs> okay, this okay, time <laughs> no no um i think uh i think what you said is exactly true and it can help people it's something that people can believe in mm-hmm. like without the internet it's almost like trusting your intuition like when you trust your intuition, like to follow your passion or whatever, right. to do your do your thing all, full time, it can seem like there's no options. Like I don't see how that's possible. I like this, but the internet makes all of those things possible because you're connected Even to so with many a very people. Niche audience, because we know people, we know people that have uh, less than ten thousand subscribers that make six figures a year. Oh yeah, a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that do that, and ten thousand subscribers to get isn't that hard if you're consistent, and. You know, and not I know not everyone's gonna be like, well, I don't want to be in the in the have my face everywhere. Or no, stuff, I just but as an example of how quickly just an example, it can happen. You know, you know people yeah. go and they invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into a long college mm-hmm. career, and then they're like starting at the bottom of some you know job they don't even like that much. Right. So you could you know spend half that, support yourself for a couple of years, bust ass, and yeah, and be doing exactly what you want to do, and just kind of committing to the vision and the deciding that you're gonna figure out different strategies, kind of like the Tony Robbins type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned the book. What, what book are you reading right now? What's do the book? work. Do the work. I'm trying to think of the author, man. I re- I just read another book from him. Um, Stephen Pressfield. He's also the author mm-hmm. of the other book we were talking about, which is called um the the War of Art. That's oh. like his more. Is it like, an old school book, The War of Art? Yeah, they both are. I think I don't okay. know how old school. I just started, came into the author, but Joe Rogan recommended them. Oh, okay, there you go. And I read the one book, which is a more popular one. Then I've been going through his other ones that are good too. Okay, that's cool. They're all about this, so they're good. Definitely good books for people who are considering this path. So what other? Uh, okay, so that's a book. I'm trying to think of a book that I'm reading right now. Uh, Supernatural. Did we talk about Supernatural last time? We talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza's book. Supernatural is a really good book. That's a book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's about understanding how we can, in a way, in like a non-direct way, it's about how to like almost evolve your consciousness to a new level of ability, to understanding that you are much more than you priorly thought. It has to do with like kind of re- rewiring the brain and seeing, yeah. realizing that as you rewire your brain, you start to really condition the feelings of what you want, that then you change 
the energy field, you change the neurosomatic connections in your brain, and then your life changes because everything on the outside is a reflection of what you believe on the inside. So superhuman, becoming superhuman is what it's called. And it, it's like case studies of all these people that were like told they had like stage four cancer or something like crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And then it completely came out of it in remission or people that just all these experiences, you know, Which, and just the, yeah, the real the, potential of consciousness in general. And it's kind of funny at the end of the book, he's a really, you know, he's a really well-known author. He talks about um, this con- this shift of consciousness that's happening on the planet right now. And I find it interesting because mm-hmm. I've always in a way known, I mean, I, I didn't know if I was going to get this on the podcast, get into this kind of stuff right away. <laughs> but um, Yeah, is this for mine? No. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a little more esoteric. I'm warning you guys right now, but it's something I feel like we should talk about. I mean, I, I do believe that there is a shift in consciousness happening on the planet. You know, I remember the first time I heard this, I was listening to um, Eckhart Tolle. And he was talking in, you know, he has a book called The New Earth and Power of Now. Yeah. And he was at a, it was a conference. It was like someone's watching on YouTube. And he talked about this awakening that's going to be happening on the planet that's happening right that now. It is and I was like, sort of happening, yeah. It was before I even knew all this, a lot of this stuff. But I was like, what is he talking about awakening? Like, what does this mean? You know what I mean? And I was already kind of going through a spiritual awakening, but I thought it was like a metaphor or something like that. But it's actually quite literal. Like, there are more and more people waking up every day to who they are, to, um, to just like the potential of realizing that they can let go of old paradigms. Like the old paradigms is like the this versus this, like Republican or Democrat or this team and this team. Like you can still enjoy the teams and everything, but it's really realizing that almost anything that has a label has a degree of separation with it. And then when you drop the separation, we realize that we're all one. And that when we realize that we're really immortal spiritual beings having temporary human experiences, that's when everything I think begins to change. That's what changed my life. I mean, uh, I started to view my whole life differently. So we were talking, we've been talking the last couple of days about this, especially just being in Sedona and stuff about uh, a little bit about what's called collective manifestation. So collective manifestation is like, col- we are creating our own reality from our thoughts, our belief, our actions that we're taking. But if you go even further than that, collectively, we're also creating a reality together based on our own beliefs, our own definitions, what we put our energy into. And anything that we put our energy into, we are growing that reality. So they say that whichever presidential candidate has the most attention will win. And that's normally the case. So it's interesting because Trump definitely had the most attention mm-hmm. and he won. So it's it's interesting how the energy dynamics work of collective manifestation. But in general, uh, I see that this is something that's starting to really sprinkle into more and more people are awakening than ever before. And the cool thing is because a lot of the people that are awakening are integrating into more of who they are. Integration is positive. And because of that, it's even more powerful energy. So it's like you almost don't need 7 billion people to wake up for there to be a shift on the planet. It's almost like you only need a very, very small percentage of that. But I feel like it's happening. Mm -hmm. And I look around and I see so many people that are awakening. And it's just like it's so cool to see. But um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what direction we could put this in in the direction of. But, yeah, collective manifestation. I want you guys to be aware that our thoughts are all linking up together and that's determining the future that us as a humanity, as a species, has. And it's like if we start to take our attention away from the media, the negativity that's projected out to us of what we're supposed to believe, we then stop distracting ourselves from the true essence that we're all connected. Only when I say that this is America, that is Canada, that is that, that is that, do we create separation. When we realize that we're all human, we feel that connection. Yeah. And maybe you've realized it. I mean... Y- with collective manifestation or not even collective manifestation, but like social conditioning maybe in a way. Yeah. 
I would say it's very similar to what a lot a lot of what you talk about with the pendulums and stuff. There's a lot of very mm -hmm. powerful um, pendulums, you know, like um, you know, conditioned conditioned ways of thinking and being. Mm -hmm. And the awake the great awakening is like one by one, people are starting to That's kind of become like aware that. of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. And yeah. then like letting go yeah. of the pendulums almost. Yeah, just so, naturally, they're just starting to see them with for more what they clarity, are. and mm -hmm. then just deciding like you know what. That's why. Hence, an example is why a lot of people are like you know what, I don't want to do this freaking job anymore. I, yep, I, I see it differently now, and I see just how much I hate it. It's it's like that's just an example of the the wake up. And like you said, I think uh, one person having that experience and then just by naturally you know raising their vibration, yeah. living their life authentically, everybody in that person's life somehow is affected by this some maybe oh, yeah. some say you know what that's too much for me Even buddy in the background because like i know that when i went through my spiritual awakening um a lot of people first off thought it was weird you know what i mean i'm oh, yeah. talking about the spiritual i'm meditating like why is he meditating like i was always just this high energy guy that was always doing things you know i started meditating i'm talking about consciousness and how we're spiritual beings and it confused a lot of people but even indirectly i see that friends that probably thought it was weird back in the day now kind of coming around um family members that normally thought it was weird are kind of like more open to it at least eat i think it affects people even at subconscious levels yeah i think yeah i think for one just the energy of someone's higher vibration is helpful to mm -hmm. other people just being around them oftentimes i think the energy r triggers the other people which can be perceived initially as bad but i think just that the the energy people radiate as they as they wake up is mm -hmm. affecting like the collective yeah, um and I then agree. like you said just uh Sometimes you just don't know how much, like you guys have probably had it or happened where like I've had a, I made a whole YouTube video one time where I was in a really a, a, a sullen mood and I was walking in Mission Gorge in San Diego and someone, I was like in this horrible funk and someone was just like, hey man, and I was like, hey, and that was it. I, I could put, I could feel like they were genuinely just like nice, like, yeah, I could feel like that nice, hey man, was like, it transformed my whole day. I made yep, a, I made a I YouTube video, and then everyone loved that. You know, thousands of viewers were impacted by that one "Hey man." So it it's really like imagine someone difference. changing their life and being a new version of themselves. I remember one time. This is a little bit dark, but I remember one time I was hearing this person that was talking, and I forget where I heard this. Maybe it was on a podcast or something. But somebody was talking <laughs> about how there's they found this guy's suicide note, and it was in San Francisco, and he jumped off the bridge, and they found a suicide note after he uh, passed away or fell off the bridge or um, jumped off the bridge, and on it it said, "I'm gonna walk to the bridge today and jump off, and if even one person makes eye contact with me and smiles, I won't do it." Interesting. So it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like the, the power of a smile. Like you never think of that. But like yeah. if you just look and smile at people, you never know how that could change someone's day because everything we, – we are constantly deriving meaning off of things that happen. So if we start to give things positive meaning but we also give reasons to people for them to be positive, we're trickling that into their life. And that's trickling out. Like I was just talking to someone about the called the pay it forward thing. You ever seen the movie pay it forward? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome movie. Yeah. Um. I used to watch that. My mom used to tell me that she thought I looked like that. Ki What's his name? That kid that was a six. I forgot. Icy dead people kid. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. My mom always told me that I used to look like him. I was like, I don't like that. I don't want. To, I didn't like that. I. Uh, side note: I saw the movie. You ever see the movie Six Sense? Mm -hmm, yeah. I saw that movie. I was it scared the shit out of me for the long time. Really? Man. I was like <laughs> just at that age to where like. I just oh yeah, like I'm a few years kitchen, older than you. I forget. I see dead people with like the mom. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong, honey? And like she turns around and. I don't know that it's still in my mind to this day, and I, for like three weeks afterwards, I was like sleeping on my dad. I was sleeping in front of my dad's door, 
in Fezzik's room because I was so scared. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, that, that kid that was in that movie, Pay It Forward, it's like you do three things, you do three nice things for people, three different people, and you tell them to pay it forward. And then they do it, and then they do it, and they do it. That trickles out. And by the, like, the 50th person, it's like, like thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people if it just keeps compounding down. So I'd like to give you guys a challenge today. And I was thinking about this. I was going to do this on the YouTube channel anyways. But smile at a couple people today that you wouldn't normally smile at or be really nice to them. Be nice because you feel like being nice, not being nice because you feel like it's going to come back at you in some karmic way, but really just focus on doing and just going out of your way a little bit. I promise you, you will see that reflection somehow come back at you, but don't do it for that reflection, but start to trickle that out a little bit. Smile at people you walk by, even if you don't get a smile back, do things for the sake of doing it. And if you guys do that today, I really think that collectively, if we were to start to do this, more and more, not even a big amount of us. Maybe if if only you know people that watch our channel or YouTube or whatever it is start to do this, it can really change the collective manifestation, the collective consciousness to where it starts to ripple out in a whole new way. We think that it takes like so much work for someone to change the world, but right. it doesn't because on the side of the it just it ripples out in such a powerful way. So yeah, that's something I think would be powerful. Is I want to encourage you guys to smile at people you normally wouldn't smile. Do something nice. Um, um, like things that maybe you wouldn't normally do. Like one time I just bought, co you know, as like getting tea somewhere at start, I don't really drink coffee or tea anymore, but when I used to, uh, I would one time was at getting tea and I just got their coffee or paid for it. You know what I mean? I knew it was going to be like five, 10 bucks, like no big deal. You know what I mean? Did something like that. felt really good. Made the person feel really good. Sometimes I'll open the door for somebody that's like, they're kind of far back, but I'll just, I'll like wait for them and be nice when they come through. You know what I mean? Uh, just little things like that, I think makes a big difference in people's lives. And we don't even recognize it, but if they can change the meaning they give their day, that changes everything else. But that does come back to you. But the key is not to do it with the intention of, oh, it has to come back to me. Right, right. Even though it does. That's the big it thing, man. It does come back, yeah. yep. I, it's as, a paradox. Right. There was like a big thing in like, you know, I was an AA and NA for a little while mm -hmm. there. Um, and that's like one of their f big principles because they know that when someone's coming off of alcohol or drugs, they go into really dark places. And they said, whenever like you're feeling that way go do something nice for someone else that was like a huge principle mm -hmm. and it is it, it, it feels it's good true, it's true it, it, even if you're doing it for the sake of feeling better it still works it it's still true. has the effect i know what you're saying though of i course. know i agree and I, even like when holiday season comes around i much much rather enjoy giving gifts than getting gifts mm -hmm. i like both no i'm just kidding yeah. no no <laughs> i know no, you're I, right I, I enjoy getting gifts as well no no i don't even but care i about love the gifts. i love kidding. i don't know there's something about giving it and it's like they enjoy that. You know what I mean? Like they, I got them something they liked and it feels good. You know what I mean? I, it feels better to me yeah. to do that anyway. So yeah. And like you said, it spreads. I, I, another example, just sort of a simple example people could maybe connect to when I was doing valet, you know, I did valet in Boca Raton, Florida, at this really high end beach resort. A lot of the members collectively, if I was to, to judge, they were like snobby and sort of rude and, and the, mm. belittle us, had that kind of that pompous attitude but then there'd be one person that would give us like a good tip and the whole the, all the 10 valet been. all the valets were like dude you got a 20 tip man and everybody was so happy and so excited mm -hmm. and it really like made you instantly see the world instead of everyone sucks and is selfish there's hope That's in the world thing. but something so so simple one mm -hmm. dude just threw a 20 um and it just, yeah, little gestures can have a huge ripple effect. And just because you don't see it, that guy didn't know how, how elevated no. our mood became. He just did it without thinking about it, and yet mm -hmm. it did, you know? Yeah, yeah. I found any time I, I question it and I do something like that, it just it comes back in a much more powerful way. 
And even if I don't see it right away, I'm like, oh, that came because I did that yesterday. I just know. I just know it's. I know it comes back. And I know at a deeper level, we're all connected. So literally, what you put out is what you get back because we're all connected. So what you do to somebody else at the deep, it's pretty deep. But what you do to somebody else, you're literally doing to another aspect of right. yourself because we're all connected with this kind of universal consciousness type energy. Yeah, I, I personally think it's going to be what actually has like changes the world like a lot of people they start to wake up and you know mm -hmm. they get they go into like the the darkness the illuminati and we got to fight them i went through that too uh, me too David oh yeah I i've gone through all of it and then other people are like well, what could i do I'll, I'll do you know it's like i always tell people be a nice person man just, mm -hmm. just just hold the door for people smile and if everyone starts doing that knowing the the big ripple effect yeah. we're discussing like that is that's like i think the answer it, it's not it doesn't have to be some kind of drastic um you know, he, he's like you a look at movie something? like Victory or something. Right, I agree. Let's kind of let's go to a, a, a topic that I, I didn't know we were going to talk about today, but I feel like why not talk about it? Illuminati, okay. stuff like that. You know, I hear that a lot, like the conspiracy yeah. theories and stuff. And I'll be honest with you guys, I do think there is a lot more that goes on than we think from our government. I do believe that. I don't know exactly exactly what's true, what's not true, but I believe that there's a lot more out there than what we think, than what we hear of the... Donald Trump did this and that and that. I think a lot of that's a distraction. I think that there is, I think there's this awareness that we're immortal spiritual beings having temporary human experiences and that in a way it's been kind of suppressed from us in a way. Within, like why aren't we learning, like the science of meditation is there. Why aren't we learning it in school? And I'm not saying any of this stuff to be negative. I'm saying it because I think it's so powerful to know and be grateful that like we know these things. Like we are aware of it so we can change our life for the better. Mm -hmm. But when you do go through awakening, one thing that I realized happened for me, at least I went through a period when I was I was like, why do I know this? And not everyone else knows this. Why is this such a science scientific thing that brainwave states change that meditation has such a positive benefit on hormones and all of this stuff? But it's not taught at all, you know, and um, that's when I came across and learning about the Illuminati and all of these things. And it can be negative. It can be negative because you're like, oh, they have power over us. But the truth of the matter is, is we really have the power to put our focus on whatever we put it on. And I notice a lot of times that when people get too much into the conspiracy theories, it can damper their own vibration. And especially if they look at it, instead of a place of discernment, they look at it from a point of, uh, it kind of brings them down or it makes them feel like they have someone else has power over them. So what I found to be powerful is I recognize that it's a potentiality that potentially there are these different back government stuff like that. But I also have the awareness that it doesn't have to have power over me if I'm aware of it. And I choose not to put my energy in things that would facilitate that fear. So, for example, I don't watch the news. Um, I don't go around milking and thinking like milking the the knowing that like the Illuminati and all of this power and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, right. So what do you do? I mean, you you are you uh, did you I went through a period where I, I studied <laughs> it for a while and then eventually I was like, OK, I have to focus. I'm aware of the potential that it exists, but I believe that we really have the power. They're way outnumbered. You know what I mean? Like we, mm -hmm. there's way more people that are becoming awake, and in a way, it's moving in a different direction. So then I stopped giving it energy and that, and stopped lowering my own vibration, and then I just focused on other stuff. And I kind of like kind of put it to the side, and I felt my own vibration raise when I got out of the negativity of all of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. did you go through a phase where you were? Oh. I went through that whole exact cycle, which I, which I think is sort of hard to avoid. You know, I think when you start to wake up, you just start to naturally attract yourself 
uh, information that's like the truth, basically, in a yeah. sense. You know, like what what's really happening, how the world really is. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the initial, the sort of the shock of it. Yeah. Sometimes the anger, like we got to stand up and do something. That's how fear, I was too. Fear, like you're going like, to fear. Mm-hmm. And I think there it was an appropriate phase of my life where I needed to kind of learn those things. But like you said, a lot of people, I think they 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 uh they don't they don't change directions when it's appropriate and they stay focused and resentful and bitter and afraid and Instead angry of recognizing it and just moving on yes precisely and, and let, i think yeah that's that's the key i i going going back to what you're saying i think that's the key to to mm-hmm. victory to beating them to sticking it to the man is to hold doors for people smile like be yeah. nice don't let the negativity influence in how you vibration act and, and feel yeah right the only time it has power over us is if we lower our own vibration in fear because it really feeds on fear. And right. when that happens, then it's like the energy is leaving us. We're depleting ourselves. But and, and what I was talking about when I say conspiracy theories or the Illuminati, I'm just talking about like the Federal Reserve System, for example, uh, the idea of like kind of how we use money and how the banks and the companies, the corporations have and the, just like the whole way the system works. Um, the political arena and how it works and it just all of it in general in the sense that we don't have to have the war that we have and all of these other things that we do. It's just kind of a fabrication of a certain level of uh, intention behind what has been going on. So that's kind of what I'm referring to. I'm referring to really understanding that we have the power. There's technology that's been out there for hundreds of years that's been out, but it's been suppressed. Electric cars. I remember when I was in uh, college, I did a uh, I did a speech in Community Com 101 on the electric car and how the electric car has been around since 1991, but it was bought by it was by G- GMC. It was called the EV1, and it was by GMC and a big oil company bought it out and destroyed the cars. And they had to literally tear the cars out of the 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 uh, l- the people that released the cars. They had to tear them out of their hands because they didn't want to let them go because they loved driving them so much. Oh wow! And then they destroyed them in some place in Nevada. And um, yeah, that was so. We think, oh, electric cars are this new thing. Well, the technology would be way more advanced if we would have started in 1991, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. But little things like that, you know. I mean, that's like something that happened. Yeah. You know? So it's like little things like that, and you're like, why does it happen? Why are we using fossil fuels? Why is it, like destroying the planet? But it's all pendulums, like we were talking about. Just let me explain a pendulum for a minute. A pendulum is like a thought structure that a lot of people collectively think that builds the social conditioning. So, for example, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you might think oh i'm having these thoughts but a lot of times the thoughts you're having are the conditioning of everyone thinking that same thought so the emotional charge you're feeling anytime you watch the media it's not just your own emotion it's you linking up with everyone else who's feeling the same emotion because we're all connected in a web of web of collective consciousness so yeah that's kind of what it is but yeah i'd I'd say so that'd be the main advice then right just observe it be aware of it and then focus on what really brings and raises your own vibration yes exactly yeah okay cool yeah there we go Oh man, this view is so long. Awesome. I know, man. We're yeah, it's something I was gonna add to that, but I forgot now. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Let's change the subject. All right, fair Go enough. Go under light and unicorns and stuff. What <laughs> else? <laughs> what else can we talk about? Um, I don't know. That's pretty good. I think we got yeah. a solid, solid forty minutes into this, and um, we're gonna start to do these. I'll have you on probably once every couple weeks or something like that. We'll cool. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I wanted to add now. Okay, go ahead. Let's I think, and I, like we were saying, a lot of people get stuck um, with a lot of the, a lot of the awareness of this kind of stuff you're talking about. They get very mad and, and sort of bitter about it. And what helped me is try to look at even them 
from a higher perspective with compassion. I like, agree. like what point. is a bad person? Is someone who's acting out of fear, who's not really taught other ways of behaving, mm-hmm. that you don't have to resort to that, and then they're that they themselves are are more conditioned than anybody, mm-hmm. and it's more like. What would you do when you see a, a a bad kid who's a bully? You as an adult, you're like, okay, s- screw him. Let's, yeah. be, let's beat him up. No, you <laughs> try to help him and lift him up. Yeah. So I think that should be, if people who are aware of this have that scarred, mindset. That's, that's anyone that yeah. bullies anyone else is someone that's in a lot of pain. Right. And they feels the need to do it because they don't feel like the self worth or whatever it is. So yes. Yeah, and that's kind of the mindset I've had is even though there are people behind the government that might know stuff like this, we're all connected mm-hmm. at the deepest level, and knowing that we're all connected. They're just, it's part of the collective, con- it's just part of the experience that we're having. So, yeah, I if realize, you don't like it, help them, trust them, right. lift them, them up, love send them the love anger. instead of anger, exactly. which just justifies which, it in which their mind. Which reinforces their reality. Yeah, You know, for the sure. more angry, it's like the pendulums, the more, well, the more we fight, if you're Republican or Democrat, the more you fight the opposite, the more you add to it. With any way. resistance, that you fight against resistance, it, it intensifies. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. So, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we're gonna get back to uh, hiking and doing what we're doing here. Eating, we've been hiking eating. all day. We'll go eat. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna go eat. We gotta hike down. Oh man, we've been literally. We haven't eaten all day. It's probably four or five o'clock right now. Yeah, and yeah. We are about to go feast. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Um, so where can people find you, Victor? My YouTube channel, Victor Odo. Okay. O D D O. O D D O. Yep. Easy enough. And uh, other than that, I want to say thank you guys for joining us today on the Expand Your awareness podcast we're gonna sign out and we'll talk to you later all right thanks guys peace out peace love and namaste